This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, my friends, uh, tonight we have a special class just before Rosh Hashanah. And it's our final class in the old year. And see you next year, as they say. See you next year in the Jewish year after Sukkot. It's our next class. And today I have a very special class. The Rambam tells us that the worst thing a person can do in their lives is what's called Chilul Hashem, desecrating God's name. A person desecrates his name, God's name. It's like the worst thing a person can do. And it requires Teshuva, requires Yom Kippur, requires troubles and tribulations, and also requires a person only forgiven on the day of their death. So four things for desecrating God's name, which is a massive problem. When people read about Jews in the newspaper, not behaving on the radio, on the internet, and that's what's called Chilul Hashem, desecrating God's name. So today I want to talk about the best mitzvah a person can possibly do to earn merits. And that is, if the worst, so we can, we can use a very interesting idea, if the worst thing a person can do is desecrate God's name, then it stands to reason that the best thing a person can do is what's called Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name, sanctifying God's name. So I'm going to dedicate this class to a very, very interesting, some interesting Mishnayot in Pirkei Avot, which a lot of people learn, but they don't pay attention to what it's talking about. And I want to talk about today, sanctifying God's name. How does a person sanctify God's name? So this is based on a pasuk in Parashat Emor, a long time ago. You will sanctify me in the midst of B'nai Israel. You will sanctify God's name. You will sanctify Hashem. When a, when a Jew behaves well in public, when a Jew behaves well in front of their friends, in front of their acquaintances, on the bus, on the train, on the plane, in the airport, standing in line, which is one of the hardest things to do. A Jew's got to show a lot of patience and tolerance, not make a fuss, not make a scene. That's Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem is when people say, wow, you know, famous, famous story. The Gemara, the Gemara says that Rabbi Shimon ben Shetach, famous rabbi at the time of King Yanai, Yanai Melech was one of the kings of the Maccabeans, one of the Maccabeans kings, who was the brother-in-law of King Yanai, Shimon ben Shetach, the, the brother of Salomi Hamalka, or Shlom Sion Hamalka. And it says he bought a donkey from an Arab. Obviously, the Arabs in those days were not Muslims. They were idol worshippers, heathens. And he bought a donkey from the Arab. Obviously, he wasn't involved directly in the transaction. He sent his students to pick up the donkey. And the students come back and they tell him, Rabbi, it's your lucky day. He says, why? He says, because when you bought that donkey, the owner, he didn't realize he had a bag of jewels hidden under the saddle of the donkey. And you got the donkey and you got the jewels. And Rabbi Shimon ben Shetach says, I bought a donkey, I didn't buy the jewels. Go give back the jewels to the owner. They took back the jewels to the owner, and the owner was so impressed and so thankful. He said, God bless Shimon ben Shetach, and God bless the God of Shimon ben Shetach. Hashem should bless the God, that's a Kiddush Hashem. Recognizing the greatness of a person is dependent on his religion. That's a great thing. So a person behaves well, a person is a Jew, they're known as a Jew, 
or they're known as a religious Jew among other Jews, that's important. The biggest thing they can do is sanctify God's name. How a person acts is so, so important. That's the biggest mitzvah a person can do. Biggest mitzvah, one of the biggest mitzvah a person can do. We learn from the negative side, the positive. If the avera for desecrating God's name is so great, so sanctifying God's name is definitely up there. It's one of the tremendous mitzvah a person can do. So how does a person do this? So the Rambam tells us in the laws of Yisodei HaTorah, in chapter 5, call Beit Yisrael, all the Jewish people, mitzvim al-kidush Hashem, are commanded to sanctify God's name. All Jews, the whole house of Israel. And it means it's something that we have to keep in mind. All the house, all of us are commanded to sanctify God's name. And this mitzvah is so, so important that sometimes it requires a Jew to even give up their lives. We learn from this. The Raman continues. He says, three cardinal sins. A person is not allowed to transgress. Why? Because he wants to sanctify God's name. It's like Abraham Avinu, the famous Midrash. The Midrash says that his father, Abraham Avinu's father, Terach, is an idol worshiper. And Abraham Avinu's he has, an, he has a store selling idols. And our Vino was put in charge of the store and he smashes all the idols except for the big one. And his father comes home from vacation. He says, Abraham, what happened to my store? And Abraham says, well, what can I do? An old lady brought some food for the idol and all the idols had a fight and the big idols smashed all the little ones. And his father said, what are you talking about, Abraham? How can the idols, they don't move? So he said, daddy, why do you worship the idols? So his father, Terach, takes him straight to the king, King Nimrod, who was the biggest idol worshiper, who ever even made himself into a god. Everyone had to worship him. And uh, he tells, the father says, look, look at my son. He's an apikoros. He doesn't believe in the, the gods of our people. He doesn't believe all the idols. So Nimrod says, who do you believe in? You believe in God? Okay. Let your God save you from the fiery furnace. He throws Abraham Avinu in the fiery furnace. We see over there a person who's going to give their lives for Kiddush Hashem. So not worshipping idols is one of the three cardinal sins. Idolatry, immorality, three cardinal sins. I'm glad someone's listening. So three cardinal sins, idolatry, immorality, and murder. A person who's going to give their lives. That's Kiddush Hashem. So Kiddush Hashem, the Ramam says, is the person who's going to give their lives to Kiddush Hashem. So we find over here many Jews gave their lives. But I'm not talking about giving one's life, Baruch Hashem. We don't have that. Uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem is not so common today. At one time during the Crusades, especially, it was a tremendous, massive nisayon of uh, the Jews were attacked. Every time the Crusades would walk through a town, they would kill the Jews or either baptize them or kill them. And many Jews gave up their lives. So that is Kiddush Hashem. But we have a different kind of Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem is living a Jewish life and being a good example for people, the people say, wow, this Jew is a good man. This Jew is a good woman. This Jew is amazing because now I know that the Jews are, they're very fine people. And if they find people, they must have a fine God. So that's Kiddush Hashem. So first got to know that everywhere we go, you wear a yarmulke, you're on display. You have a beard, you're on display. So everywhere a person goes, if they're known as a Jew, you're on display. I'll tell you, it's so hard. It's very hard. It was very hard for me to travel around New York and to go give classes in the city, go on the train, and everyone's looking at the Jew. Everyone's looking at the Jew, and you walk through Penn Station, and people are shouting at you, Jaime, Moshi, uh, can you give me some money, this and that. So it's a very big test. 
I was once walking through Florida airport and uh, a woman comes to me for money. So these are tests that person has. If they know you're Jewish, they can see you're Jewish. The person is going to be able to give a good example. And people say, wow, that's a Jew. Look how he behaves. Look how she behaves. What a fine person. What patience, as they say in Hebrew, savlanut. And uh, so it's very easy. People can spot Jews a miles away. So a person going to be very careful to greet others with a pleasant cast of countenance. And sometimes very hard. I'll tell you, one of the biggest this year not I had was I got a blood clot in my leg and I was going back to America that time from Israel through London. And I get to London and the plane, I got there a bit late and the plane was full and it's terrible. Here I'm suffering, really suffering, excruciating pain. So hard to stay polite when the lady's telling you, you know, the plane is full. So it's so hard. It was one of the massive tests. It's so hard to stay polite. And sometimes, you know, you want to burst out. You want to scream and shout. And, you know, you just got to keep this Kiddush Hashem. Just stay under control. It's a tremendous Chal Hashem. They see a Jew shouting and screaming and getting upset and losing control especially. It's terrible. So it's very important for a Jew. You notice a Jew, always polite, always considerate of others, always speaking gently to other people. And always saying, you know, you're right. It's no big sacrifice of principle. Make Try and make people feel happy. I know on the plane sometimes someone comes to you, can you change your seat? You know, I have a little kid. I need to sit next to me. It's it's a big test. I need to sit on the aisle seat. I have a problem with my legs. I need to get up and walk. The person comes to you and they say, can you sit in the middle seat or sit in the end seat? So the person's going to explain themselves. It's so hard and frustrating. And the person's going to make sure that they give what's called Kiddush Hashem, sanctify God's name, behave well, go out of one's way to honor everyone, Jew and Gentile alike, even those who don't honor you. No matter what, try and be always honest in business dealings. A person should try not to retaliate, and it's very hard to do, and try and bring glory. So people say, look at that person, look at that religious Jew, look at their behavior. If person say that about you, you know you've succeeded. If you behave in such a manner that people approve of you, then you're serving Hashem. You're Kiddush Hashem. You're working with Kiddush Hashem. So it's important. So a person got to know wherever they are. So, for example, a person is in the post office waiting in line and a, a woman walks in. She's collecting for cancer research for the pushka. And everyone can see you're a Jew. Why not put a quarter in the why not put a board on the box and try and make a big noise when it goes in? Make a big clunk. You'll say, wow, Jews giving money to the cancer research, something worthwhile cause. Right? And uh, and if you're in a subway car and someone needs to sit down, all the persons stand up and give a good example and people say, what a kiddush Hashem. So it's very important. So persons should try their best. The Mishnah says in Pirkei this is chapter 4. Mishnah 17. Chapter 4, Pirkei Avot, Mishnah 17. The Mishnah says, Shlosha ketarim hen. There are three crowns. There are three ways to earn honor in God's eyes. The three crowns. What are the three crowns? Number one, Keter Kehuna. The crown of being a Kohen. A Kohen has tremendous honor in Jewish law. I don't know, not so much today. But in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, he would serve in the temple. Everyone respected the Kohen. He would get certain tithes. It was tremendous honor. It was like crown. Aaron Kohen got the crown of Kehuna. He got one of the major, uh, major ways of getting honor in Jewish law. But the thing is, you can't, you can't. No one can become a Kohen. 
you know, the famous joke, the guy goes to the rabbi, he says, rabbi, he says, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll give you a million dollars if you make me a coin. And the rabbi says, why? Why do you want to be a coin so badly? So, well, my father was a Kohen, my grandfather was a Kohen, I want to be a Kohen. So anyway, he's a Kohen anyway, his father's a Kohen. So anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, so it's a big thing to be a Kohen, but it's impossible to become a Kohen. The only thing a person can do is marry their daughter to a Kohen. And this way, at least the grandchild will be a Kohen. So that's why it's just Kohen. Even the family of the grandchild can be a Kohen. My mother was a Kohen, my grandfather was a Kohen, but I'm not a Kohen. My father was not a Kohen. It goes by the Pratter. Patron, Judaism goes by the matrilineal line. The tribe goes by the patrilineal line. So the Kohen depends on the father. So that is taken. The crown of priesthood, either you're a priest, you're a Kohen or not a Kohen, that's already given. So you can't change it. Number two crown is the crown of kingship. The crown of kingship, the Mishnah says, was given to David, David Melech, and his descendants. And therefore, a person can't take it. There's no way you can get the crown of kingship unless you're a descendant of King David. The third crown is the crown of Torah. The crown of Torah, anyone can take. It says the crown of Torah is in the corner, any corner of your house. Anywhere you want to learn Torah, the crown is right there. If you want the crown of Torah, it's available. If you want to learn Torah and people respect you and honor you for the Torah you've learned, the crown of Torah is available. And that is Keter Torah. If you're not interested in it, you won't get it. If you start and keep going, you'll get the crown of Torah. person starts learning. And these are the three crowns the Pirkei Avot tells us. The crown of priesthood, Kohuna, the crown of royalty, King David and his descendants, and the crown of Torah. And if you put them side by side, you'll see how important they are. They stand as three great distinctions. It doesn't seem like anything else can rival these three crowns. But along comes the Mishnah and says a very big Hidush, something really fascinating. Rabbi Shimon, which is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the author of the Zohar, one of the five students of Rabbi Kiva, he says, there's a crown greater than all three of these. And this is the crown was called Keter Shem Tov, the crown of a good name, the crown of a good reputation. The crown of the good reputation is bigger than the crown of priesthood, is bigger than the crown of kingship, and it's bigger than the crown of learning Torah. The crown of a good name. That's amazing. Amazing. What is this crown of a good name? What does it mean? The crown Keter Shem Tov. There's a beautiful, there's a six-volume or seven-volume set called Keter Shem Tov, written by a great rabbi, Rabbi Shem Tov Gagin, who eventually became the chief rabbi of England, the Sephardic chief rabbi of London. And he wrote this six or seven, I can't remember, I think it's six-volume work called Keter Shem Tov, the crown of a good name. His name was Shem Tov Gagin. So he wrote a book called Keter Shem Tov. Beautiful. And in this book, he traces the sources of different minhagi. Beautiful, beautiful work. If you want to know what the source of a minhag is, look in this book, Keter Shem Tov, and you'll find out. So interesting, but that his name was Shem Tov. So Keter Shem Tov, the crown of a good name, is greater than the other three crowns, Rabbi Shem Barichai tells us. And this is our subject tonight, which is what is the greatest thing you can do before Rosh Hashanah? What should a person strive for and try and aim for in the new year? So a person can tell Hashem, Rosh Hashanah, Hashem. I want to be a good example of one of your subjects, Hashem. 
I want people to know that I, I worship you and I'm honest and I'm indecent and I'm a fine person so I can represent you in the world and people say, wow, if this is a Jew, I want to be like him. If this is a Jew, what kind of, what kind of God does he have? Amazing God. So that is something which we have to strive for, which unfortunately we don't talk about enough. This concept of Kiddush Hashem by acting well all the time in public and private. Person is going to act their best when you're around anyone, when you're around people. Person is going to act their best. And this is our subject, which is Keter Shem Tov. How does a person get the crown of a good name? So the word Shem is interesting because it's very similar to, word, to the word Shema. Shema Israel, we say, hear, O Israel. Shem is something that people hear. They hear about it. it's a reputation. You know, it's interesting. Shlomo Amirach says in Kohelet, Tov Shem, Shem and Tov. A good name is better than good perfume. A reputation travels further than perfume. You can imagine you can smell a perfume maybe uh, six feet away, max seven feet, ten feet. How far away can you smell someone's perfume? However strong it is, after a while you can't smell it. However, a person's reputation can travel miles and miles across continents. Today, everyone knows great rabbis, Ramosha Feinstein, Rapovadio Yosef. People know these people, even though they passed away a long time ago and they live far away from anyone. And a person knows their reputation. That's a good name, a good reputation. So the impression we give to others. So the good reputation, that's the crown of a good name. And that is the, that's what we're trying to achieve. That is the crown of a good name. is higher than the crown of kingship. It's higher than the crown of priesthood. It's higher than the crown of Torah. Good name. It's the best crown a person can get. It's the crown of all crowns. So a big question arises. Because it actually doesn't make sense. How do you achieve the crown of a good name? By means of a good character. Good deeds, being polite, being considerate, treating everyone with respect. So why don't we call it the crown of good character? Good midot, good character, the crown of good deeds. Why don't we just say, why do we just call it the crown of a good name? So the answer is, it's not the midot the person has. It's what they do that counts. A person may have the worst midot, but they do the best things. We have to control ourselves. So even though a person has tremendous temptations, they have a bad temper, that's a bad character trait, but they don't act like that. So it's not what a person has inside. He wants to lose his temper. She wants to lose her temper and they control it. And no one can see they have a bad temper. So that is, it's what, it's how people perceive the person. It's not what they are inside. It's how a person perceives the person. And that's a very, very important idea that we have to try and work. And I want to talk more about that. You know, the, the, there's a famous phrase, do what comes naturally. You know, the whole world today is going crazy because everyone is doing what comes naturally. And what comes naturally is not something very good. What comes naturally is the power of the jungle. What comes naturally is going after one's desires and lusts and depravities. That comes naturally. We are commanded to Kiddush Hashem, sanctify God's name earn a good reputation, even though inside a person is corrupt and wants to do the worst things, but they control themselves. That's the key. The key is control. The key is appearances, even though a person says, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. This is who I am. 
okay, there is a concept called toho kebaro, the inside and the outside should match. But on the other hand, a person should act. It's how we act that counts. That's a mitzvah. Mitzvah is actions. Actions speak louder than words. So even though a person is fighting a battle inside, shall I do this? Shall I not do this? Shall I lose my temper? Shall I not lose it? Shall I be rude or should I not be rude? If, if he's not rude, people perceive that person as not being rude. If a person is respectful, even though they're burning inside, sometimes you know, it happens to me sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I'm doing some construction and it was meant to be over weeks ago and it's Erev Yom, Erev Rosh Hashanah and they're still constructing and there's dust everywhere and you know I want to I want to I want to burst out this kablan and this uh, <laughs> it's all how people perceive us they don't know the fight we're having inside they don't know the rage inside they don't know what's bubbling inside and it's very important to put on composure have composure when dealing with people with respect you want to say something nasty control yourself there's different ways of saying things person can try and say things in a positive with a positive spin always say i like the way you did this i like the way you did this i like the way you did this you know this is that's a give you 100 percent for these parts but this part you know <laughs> it's what we do on the outside not the inside that's important that is the battle going on all the time shall i speak lashonara shall i not speak lashonara and a person overcomes the battle and does not speak lashonara and people say wow there's an old lady, she was 99 years old. She passed away last week. Her name was Hefsiba. Hefsiba means my desire is in her. Hefsiba was the wife of Hizkiyahu Amelech. This woman was a very big Sadeke, a very righteous woman. She was married to one of the great Kabbalists today. And uh, one of the things they said about her was she always spoke good about people. She always spoke good about, that's what people remember us by. That is our reputation. This person never spoke bad about a single person. This person was always happy. This person was always smiling. This person always greeted everyone with a nice countenance. This person was always honest. This person was always kind. These are things that we have to right now, before Rosh Hashanah, we have to make our minds up. That at least in public, when we're acting in front of people, we have to behave fantastic we have to be a credit to our nation we have to be a credit to the jewish people we have to be a credit to our god that is a good name and that is what we're talking about a good name leads to kiddush hashem a good name leads to sanctifying god's name and even though a person you know says that's being artificial rabbi i can't be artificial that's hypocrisy i'm not really like that well there's a very famous idea you know it's it's very famous. It's a very famous, you know, being natural doesn't mean you eat with a fork and spoon. <laughs> you know, someone asked the missionary who went to Papua New Guinea. You know, the first missionaries who, who went to Papua New Guinea were eaten alive or eaten. I don't know. They killed them and they ate them. They're boiled in the pot. So uh, another missionary was not boiled in the pot. He was there for a couple of years and he was considered the most successful missionary. So when they picked him up, they asked him, no, were you successful? He says, well, he says, at least they're now eating with knives and forks. So how successful is that? But see, naturally, a person would be like a dog, just slurp it from the plate. So to, to say, just go natural, just be natural, act natural. Act natural doesn't is not good. That's not a Jewish concept. That's an anti-Jewish concept. The Jewish concept is fight against one's nature, improve one's nature. 
be a credit to our nation, be a credit to our people. Natural means you'll sit in public and put your fingernail into your ear or in your nose and take it out and inspect the results of your mining expedition. So that's a very important idea, not to be natural. And put on an act. Yes, put on an act. And let people uh, people see something good, even though a person's putting on it. You know, the, these actors have paid a fortune for acting. We can also act. Let's act like good, honest, uh, simple, well-behaved, mannerly human beings. That's the act we need to put on. That is a good name. That's how a person is a good name. Now, we have to place close attention to the words of the Rambam. Because the Rambam's language is always very precise. The Rambam says that the person should continue going in these good ways. Until it comes out that everybody praises them. A person's going to be as, as good as possible until everyone around is praising that person. That person's such a... Like Abraham Avinu, that's, he was a Kiddush Hashem. Everyone's praising. What can you say bad about Abraham Avinu? Everywhere. He did chesed to everyone. He took everyone into his house. He gave them food. And he would cook, can imagine, vast quantities of food to make people happy. So what can a person say bad? Everyone said good about Abraham Avinu. Everyone would talk good about Abraham. And that is something Rambam says over here. That we have to act in a way until everyone is praising the person. You hear that? If you read these words carefully, you, it means you must behave in such a way that will lead people eventually to praise you. Now, even though, you know, it's great, you know, it's good for the ego. You know, they're praising me out there. One says, I'm such a great person. I'm such a fantastic person. Nevertheless, I'm not doing it for myself. That's the key. The key is not to do it for oneself. The key is to do it for Kiddush Hashem to bring glory to God's name. That is the key. So a person says, you know, I just want to bring praise to myself. That is ego. But not going to get any reward for that. Probably get a, a demerit for being a Baal Gava, being, uh, hum, uh, not being humble, uh, being egotistic. So a person's going to do it for Kiddush Hashem purposes. I'm doing it not because I want to be praised. I'm doing it because I want Hashem to be praised. I want people to think well of me. That will be thinking well of my God as well. So it's now it's not a small achievement. Suppose going to know. The Mishnah tells it. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says it's not a small achievement. The crown of glory on your head, not just any crown. You're standing next to the Kohanim. You're standing next to the kings of David wearing their crowns. You're standing next to the Gedolei HaTorah, the great rabbis, wearing their crown of the Torah. And your crown is even bigger. The crown of a good name is bigger. Why? Why is the crown of a good name bigger? And the answer is, if you're doing it for the purpose of Kiddush Hashem, I want to bring glory to God's name. That's a, a, a belly, this amazing concept. What an easy way to earn mitzvot. What an easy way to earn. The, this is the biggest bang for a person's buck. Is Everyone knows this guy's a religious Jew. There's a famous story. Remember, it happened around the same time. There were two Jews. <laughs> One was Bernie Madoff. Oy, oy, oy. What a what a chil Hashem, what a desecration of God's name. And hopefully he did Teshuvah before he passed away. But I don't know how he can do Teshuvah. So many people lost money through him. And there was another Jew, Moshe Feirstein. Moshe Feirstein, he owned a mill. I think it was in, in Massachusetts. And it caught fire. And he was... So everyone was, he had like a thousand, two thousand workers over there unemployed because the mill caught fire. There was no work for them. And he continued to pay them wages. 
until the mill was rebuilt and he employed them again. He continued to pay their wages and made a tremendous, tremendous Kiddush Hashem around the world. Tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Unfortunately, there's a book written about him. Unfortunately, what happened was he lost all his money. People don't know, boy. What a tremendous Nisayon, tremendous test this was. Not just for him, but for the whole family. He lost his money and his family had a very hard time and some people blamed him. It was a terrible disaster. You got to read the book. So we look it up, you can look it up, the story of, I think it was Moshe Feirstein, um, and, uh, and he had a mill, and it burned down, and he kept paying the people, and people were praising him all over the United States, all over the world, and named his reputation went all over the world. Here is a, a Jew, a religious Jew, who is super ethical, not just ethical, he's ethical to the point where he returns he pays people even though they're not working. Imagine. He's paying them unemployment because they were former workers and the milk burned down and he kept on paying them. And eventually lost all his money. Poor fellow. And uh, you have to read the book. It's an amazing story, wild story. But that's Kiddush Hashem. I want to tell you another story. There's a company in New York. It was called Century 21. They had massive uh, department stores. It was right across the street from 9-11 as Twin Towers, right across the street. I used to go and teach over there once a week. I would teach the great, these are great Sadiqim, the Gindi family, Syrian Jews in Brooklyn who owned the store, Century 21, eventually opened like five or six stores all over and eventually went bankrupt. But uh, in the meantime, so let me tell you the story. It was 9-11, Twin Towers across the street. I was meant to be there that day. Unfortunately, my, my train was at around 11.50 and I it was nine o'clock in the morning when the the planes crashed into Twin Towers. So what happened was the insurance company was going to pay Century 21 for all their losses. They were fully insured. They were they could have made a lot of money just from getting insurance payments. But the owner of the stores, he you know he told the insurance company, "I want you to know we had a lot of goods on trucks in transit." So you don't have to pay us for the goods on the trucks, which are on transit. Now, look at the honesty of that. Look at the ethics of that. He could have got paid by the insurance company. They were going to give him a big check, including all the goods that were in storage, all the goods in transit. And he was honest and he told them, no, this is the amount you owe me, the goods that were in the store at the time. You don't owe me for the goods in transit. So again, that's Kiddush Hashem. The people know he's a religious Jew. They would know that's Kiddush Hashem, ethical. He's ethical. That's that's what we have to try and do. We have to try and be ethical. People will praise a Jew because they'll praise his God. They'll praise the God of the Jew. That is something which we have to do. So a person says, I'm trying to get praise, not for myself. I'm trying to get praise for Hashem. That is the will of God. You know, there's a beautiful book. <laughs> this is a book, you know, we used to have when I was uh, learned to be a rabbi. They used to send us speakers to teach us how to speak. And eventually they sent us speakers from Dale Carnegie. By, by that time I was already out. Uh, but I heard that I went to once back and I saw there was a speaker from Dale Carnegie talk, teaching the boys how to talk. And Dale Carnegie is famous. He wrote a book, an interesting book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's nothing but materialism. All about materialism. It's good advice. 
but there's no bottom line of spirituality in that book. It's all about being nice, about earning friendship and getting people to trust you and people do business with you. But if that's the bottom line, then you're waste, a person's wasting their lives. It's good, but they're wasting their lives. Why? Because there's no punchline. There's no mitzvah. The mitzvah is bring Kiddush Hashem. So yeah, it's a fantastic book. You would just ask, add that line. Add the line. I want people to like me. I want people to respect me. I want people to love me. I want people to praise me. Not because of me. Not because I want to win friends and influence people. Because I want to influence people to love God. That's what I want to do. I want to influence. That's Kiddush Hashem. And it's so, a person earns a crown. Amazing. A person earns a crown. So how do you earn a crown? It's not all or nothing. No. We have to know every time a person is liked by someone. And that someone praises them. That's a little piece of their crown. That's one person. Another person is like making a sale. Every time you make a sale, you make a profit. Every time a person is liked by someone. And people say, wow, what a Jew, what a nice person, what a good person, what an ethical person, what an honest person, what a nice person, what a sweet person. That is a piece of the crown. The person is getting rewarded a piece of the crown. Now say, now this is the hardest part. <laughs> this is the hardest part, my friends. Say you're getting married now. It's a great opportunity. Why? Don't waste it. In the home where you grew up, they all know you. It's not easy to be a Kiddush Hashem. It's, everyone knows you and know your foibles. But now when you're getting married and you're starting afresh with someone, it's a good idea to try and make a hit with that person. At least that person will like you. At least that person will say, what a fine person this is. Usually it's, it's, it works the other way around because they see you in action every single day and they see you getting angry and upset and they hear all the Lashon Ara. So this guy is not such a good person. They, you know, who, who knows us the best? Let's be honest. Our spouses, our spouses, the spouses know us the best. And so let's try and make Kiddush Hashem at home. Let's try and make Kiddush Hashem with our spouses. The pastor will say, you know, my husband or my wife is religious. They say Tehillim, they go to shul, they make a minyan. And you know what? They're honest, they're fine, they're decent, they're sweet, they're kind, they're gentle, they're generous. Let's try and make Kiddush Hashem at home. Let's try and make Kiddush Hashem with our children. This is this is the key. This is what Judah is all about. Let's try and make Kiddush Hashem with our children. Our children will grow up saying, what fantastic parents we had. Our parents never fought, never quarreled, never, never argued. They were fantastic parents. They gave us whatever we needed. They, they taught us spirituality. They taught us to love Hashem. This is, that is what Kiddush Hashem is. That's a tremendous. Make a hit with one's parents. You know, treat one's parents with respect. It's amazing what a person can do. They'll be surprised at first. It's never too late. But then they'll fall for it. Make a hit with one's father, one's mother. Make a hit with an older brother, sibling, because there's a mitzvah to honor one's older sibling as well. To try, start a campaign in the house to get a good name, to make people like you. And when you're entering a new life, that's a special incentive. So make a hit with one's spouse. Make a hit with one's spouse's parents, in-laws. And make a hit with everyone around the family, the in-law family, cousins and the whatever, all the in-laws. If you are the bride, then you must make it your business to get a good name with your chatan. It's a paramount importance. You should never discover who you really are. All your life should put a face of pleasantness and cooperation. And we say in Eshet Chayil, Torah of kindness is on her tongue. And that is a very important sugar and spice and everything nice. 
That is a trick. That is a tremendous trick to be liked by everyone. And that causes Kiddush Hashem. So even though a person naturally is not like that, a person naturally is mean, selfish, nasty, but they work on themselves. They put on a veneer of sweetness, even though it's fake. Eventually, now this is a very important Rambam. The Rambam says eventually it will become part of the person. And it's also in Sefer Achinuch, in the book of education, at the beginning, where he says, when Hashem, this, this is basically the idea of behavior modification, which is a massive new part of psychology today. They use it today for autistic children. If you can change a person's behavior, you can change the way their brain uh, is connected. If you can change a person's behavior, you can change the way the brain connects. This is wild. If a person can change their own behavior, they'll change their insides. They'll change how they think. They'll change their attitudes. If a person gets used to being generous and giving, they'll become givers. A person gets used to smiling, they'll become smilers. A person used to being happy, they'll become happy people. A person's used to, very important, you know, there's a joke. <laughs> the person has a, has a dog and uh, he throws this, the ball Tells the dog, go fetch, go fetch. And the dog says, I'm old, I'm tired. I can't, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm too weak to run and get your balls anymore. And the owner says, I didn't say fetch, I said fetch. <laughs> so some people are just, they're born to complain, but that is who we are. Now we've got to change that. How does a person change that? Act happy, act pleasant. And the Rambam says, and the Seprachino says, and you'll find that's behavior modification. A person will eventually acquire these. It seems like it's on the outside. Eventually, we come on the inside. That's the secret of the mitzvot. Hashem says, do this and don't do this and do this and don't do this. And a person says, I don't want to listen to Hashem, but I'll do it anyway because Hashem is Hashem. He's God. God says to do this, I'll do it. It's going to change the person. These actions will change the person. The actions we do on the outside changes the inside. It doesn't. See, people today think, a lot of people think that that uh, the thoughts on the insides cause the actions. Judah says no. It's the opposite. The actions train the thoughts. If a person acts friendly, they become friendly. If a person acts generous, they become generous. If a person acts truthful, they will become truthful. And vice versa. If a person acts nasty, they become nasty. They become nastier, even if they're nasty already. So it's important. Out on the street, a person can make a hit with everyone. You know, there was a great guy in the shul in Highland Park. I can't, I don't mention his name. He's a great guy. He's very friendly. He's walking down the street. He's saying, he doffs his, you know, touches his hat for passing people. And how are you? And how are you doing? Have a good day. And with a smile, he greets everyone, just like the Mishnah said, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai never passed even a non-Jew, a Gentile in the marketplace without saying hello first. Without greeting the person first. That is Kiddush Hashem. That is tremendous Kiddush Hashem. So the person can try and make hits with everyone. Try and make hits so that they will get pieces of this crown of a good name. This will stand in merit for us on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Adin and Day of Judgment. That a person is busy doing Kiddush Hashem in the world, which is a terrific bit for that. Let's try our best in the coming year to become 
at least act like better people everywhere you go. Everywhere a person goes in the house, it's so hard. The house sometimes is the hardest part. With our spouses, with our children, with our parents, with our friends, with our enemies, with uh, our siblings and uh, the in-laws, with everyone around us and the marketplace, in the store, in the workplace, everywhere a person is trying to be liked by everyone. People say good things about them. And remember, it's not just about them. It's about who we represent as Jews. They should say good things about Hashem, and that will lead to uh, Kiddush Hashem. So a person is going to try their best to make Kiddush Hashem, get a good name, and uh, and that will stand us in good stead. I just want to end off the shir in a couple of minutes talking about this amazing prophecy in this week's parasha. I want everyone to look at it when you go home or look it up sometime if you have time on Shabbat. This amazing prophecy that the prophecy is that Jews will be scattered in the four corners of the world. This is amazing. The Torah says, this is chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, this week's parashah, Nitzavim. All these things will happen to you. The predictions of blessings and curses, the way we act is what we get from God. It's built into nature. Hashem built it into nature. A person acts well, they get good things. A person acts badly, they get bad things. We have a famous question, why did the righteous suffer? This is not the time, but I have to talk about it some other time. And uh, all these things will happen in the future. We see Jewish history, the blessings we had, the temples we had, the economy we had. Then gather, okay? And we have the curses of exile and persecution and Holocaust. And you will put this on your heart. Right? And you will do teshuva. This is the time period. We are in the right time for this. You will return to the Lord your God. You'll see Jewish history. Read Jewish history and see. And that's that's the beauty of learning Tanakh because when a person learns Tanakh, you'll see directly. It says cause and effect. When the Jews were idol worshippers, they lost everything. When the Jews were righteous and serving God, they gained everything. So a person will pay attention to this. And a person will say, you know, I need to do teshuva. I need to come back to God. There's no other way. There's no other way for us, especially Jews. We need to come back to God. Shavtar Hashem will go right back to God, which is teshuva, return, repentance, listen to his voice, whatever God commands us. You and your children, with all one's heart, with all one's soul. Person is going to do this is Avodash Balev. A person is going to serve God not just on the outside but also on the inside. But we said, start on the outside, keep Shabbat, even if you don't like Shabbat, keep it, and eventually it grows on a person. David Amelech says in Tehilim, Ta'amu Ru Kitov Hashem, taste it and see how good Hashem is. Without tasting, a person will never come to it. You know, the famous story is a true story of a professor. A very secular professor came to the rabbi. His rabbi says, explain to me why I should wear tefillin and then I'll wear it. And the rabbi says, do me a favor. Go and wear tefillin for 30 days and come back with your questions. So sure enough, the professor went and wore tefillin. He's a great man. He went and wore tefillin for 30 days and he never came back. So one day the rabbi met him on the street. He said, professor, what's going on? You never came back to me. Professor says, I still wear tefillin and I don't have to come back to you because I feel the holiness going into my body when I wear my tefillin. I feel God's name penetrating into my head. I feel God's name penetrating to my hands. My actions, my thoughts are becoming holier because of the tefillin. 
So that's the, the idea is just do it. it. will change who a person is. Veshav, look at Hashem, look at this parasha, this amazing prophecy. Veshav Hashem, Hashem will bring back your exile. And he'll have mercy on you. And he'll gather you from all the nations that he scattered you to. Even if you're the nations, if you, even if you're scattered in the four corners of the world, in the furthest recesses of the world, Hashem will gather you up from there. And he'll bring you into the land that your forefathers inherited, and you will inherit it. And he will do good for you, and he will as much or more than he did for your forefathers. Wow, this amazing prophecy that we are seeing today. We have to be better Jews. We have to be, this is something, New Year resolutions came from us. It's not just about losing weight, it's, but it's being more ethical, being more friendly, being more user-friendly, being nicer, being not losing one's temper, being sweet to everyone. Uh, happy countenance, good people. Bezrat Hashem, we will all be successful. And Rosh Hashanah will, will be worthy. It is Gulish Rapport. Everyone should have a very good year, many more good years. Uh, we and our children and our, and our families, our extended families, all of Am Yisrael should have a great year this coming year. Tafshin Pei Gimel, 5783. Bezrat Hashem, all of us will have a great year. And the way to do it is by getting a good reputation for the sake of God. Everyone have a blessings from Yushalayim, Yerakodesh. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.